This morning we're going to continue in our series on prayer. In fact, we're going to do that next week as well. And I think even into the month of July. Um, today we're going to do something that, that, uh, we've done, that you've done before. You've heard this before. So, uh, it's nothing new, but I think it's worth, uh, remembering. And so that we're going to, uh, look at what is called an acrostic for prayer. Uh, and it has to do with the word acts, A-C-T-S. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, why don't you join me as we pray for the Lord's blessing upon that which we're about to do. Uh, precious, precious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you today. And we just ask now that your Holy Spirit uh, just block out all the things of the world and let us be completely uh, in tuned to you as we uh, listen to what you have for us from your word this day. In Jesus' name, amen. When we become too glib in prayer, we're mostly surely talking to ourselves. I didn't invent that, uh, but somebody did. And it's really something that uh, most of us have had trouble with at one time or another. Uh, let's look at let's look at a psalm first. Psalm 117. Uh, verses 1 and 2. I'm reading uh, from the New American Standard Bible, I think, printed in my notes. Uh, I probably should turn in my King James Bible and read it for real. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm King James trained. All of my memory verses are King James. I have difficulty saying John 3.16 in unison with a congregation that doesn't speak King James. Uh, I get all tripped up in the words. That's that's how died in the will I am. Anyway, Psalm 117, uh, verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord, all ye nations. Extol him, all you peoples. All ye peoples, would be King James. For great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. This is a time to remember who God is. We praise him for his love, for his power, for his majesty, for his wonderful gift of Jesus. Now, when we say his wonderful gift of Jesus, of course, that opens the the entire box of what? Redemption and salvation and eternal life and, and all of the pillars upon which the Christian faith is built. His wonderful gift of Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. That's what the scripture tells us over and over and over again uh, throughout scripture, very nearly in every single book of scripture, you can find the salvation message. Now, we're talking today about prayer, and I mentioned the, the acrostic, the ACTS, and it's usually what we call a pattern for prayer, because so many of us are wondering, well, what do I... Is there a special thing I have to do? Do I have to push a special button? Do I have to knock on the door? Do I have to talk to God's, uh, uh, what's the, what's the guy's name? His secretary? Not his secretary, but, but his, uh, chief of staff. That's it. Do I need, do I need to talk to the chief of staff and make an appointment to talk to God? And of course, that's ridiculous. No. Because God is there for us, with us, 
all of the time. Think back to the day that you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Did you have to make an appointment? Now, you might have been in church. You might have very well responded to a message that a pastor was preaching. You might have walked down the aisle uh, and so on. You might have done it at a Billy Graham crusade, uh, any number of ways in which you could have done it. But no matter where you were, no matter when it was, God was there waiting for you to respond to his love. Is that right? And he did. And he accepted you. He accepted you. And so prayer is really like that. Uh, And we memorize some prayers. Here's the prayer that we probably all have memorized. It's five verses in, in the book of Matthew and four verses in the book of Luke. And they all say the same thing. Our Father who art in heaven and so on and so on. I'm not going to do the verse for you, verses for you, but, but that's a memorized prayer. And if we, the danger with a memorized prayer, a danger with anything that's memorized is it can be memorized to the point that we can close our brain and tell our tongue to do its thing. Is that not true? We can pledge allegiance to the flag. Do you, do you really know what you're saying when you pledge allegiance to the flag? Think of those phrases and think about what you're, you probably haven't done that in years and I'm not, I'm not throwing rocks at anybody. Uh, I threw them at myself first. Uh, there it is. Okay. Uh, that, there it is. Any of those things that we memorize, they're memorized usually to the point that we can just close our brain and here it comes. God wants conversation with you. God wants to sit down with you as you might be sitting next to one another here in the pew today, as, as I might be sitting next to my wife at home, and we have conversation. And so often, Shirley will look at me and she say, are we going to talk? Uh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> no, we, we don't want to do that. But we, we want to have conversation. We, we talk back and forth. And I don't... Hopefully I'm not memorized uh, the passage that I'm going to, to say to her. I don't speak to her in King James, do I? And I try not to speak to her in military. She gets all unglued when I speak to her in military. If I use military time, if I say 1325, she, she knows exactly what time it is when I say 1325, but she hates that process of having to go there to figure it out. And she looks at me like, there you go again. And I don't ever say yes ma'am to her. That Oh, that's that's almost as bad as military time. But memorize. That's, that's muscle memory. And sometimes it just comes out and i got to bite my tongue. Once a Marine, always a Marine. And that's me. That's me. I always step off with my left foot. My shoes are shined and all of that kind of business. Everybody, Shirley's looking at my shoes. I'm wearing my shine shoes. There we are. Anyway, but memorization turns off the brain, turns off the fellowship. And prayer is, can be, should be fellowship with God. God wants to know what's going on in your life. God wants to know uh, what you're thinking. But God already knows what you're thinking. Yes, that's true. However, he wants you to love him so much, to trust him so much that you're willing to say those things. 
she knows what I'm thinking most of the time, and that's dangerous. I won't go any further with that. Now, there are ways in which we can prepare ourselves. The A is for adoration, and we started that already. We started that already in the singing uh, the songs. Do I have my bulletin up here? Uh, thank you. Uh, praise him, praise him. Look at, look at the refrain. Praise him, praise him. Tell of his excellent greatness. Praise him, praise him ever in joyful song. And I've suggested to you previously in other messages that in preparation for prayer, as I get my mind washed, cleaned out with all of the things of the world and tune in to him, I can do that as I recall some hymns, H-Y-M-N-S, that I know, maybe it's a Christmas hymn. You know, singing Silent Night in July is not a bad thing. Singing Joy to the World in August is not a bad thing. Singing a chorus like Majesty, or the one that we just sang. uh, Oh, trust and obey, I'll get to that one. Take time to be holy. Take the name of Jesus with you. There's there's one hymn that any time that I've faced a temptation, I think of this refrain. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. That's not one of these. No. Take Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Now, it, I have... You heard me say that haltingly. I've memorized it, but it doesn't flow out. It doesn't automatic. I actually had to use some of this to get that out to you today. And what does that do? What that does cognitively is that brings my mind in where I want it to be. I want it to be in tune with him. Capital H-I-M. I want it to be in tune with him. And so by Using that kind of a vehicle that prepares my way, prepares my brain for the conversation that I'm going to have with God today. So use a hymn, sing a hymn to help you worship God. Start your time in prayer with a hymn. You might try playing a track of Christian music from a CD or a cassette. Play a couple. You know, if you've got a cassette of what Ruth does, Ruth is fantastic. We love her. She can only be here once in a while, and we appreciate the once in a while so very, very much. Uh, do you do CDs? Do you have a CD? Can we buy one? Long time ago. Long time ago. Anyway, anyway, uh, <clears throat> those CDs. Shirley's got uh, a CD of uh, of Collingsworth. What's her first name? Kim. Kim. Kim Collingsworth. Piano only, and she sing and she plays. Uh, she plays the piano on several of the hymns that you know very well. And so no words, just the just the music. And I'll tell you what, no matter what you're doing, it makes you straighten up and pay attention. Use a hymn book. If you don't own a hymn book, you should. Go to the used bookstore and pick up a hymn book. I don't care if it says Baptist hymn or not. Okay, pick up a hymn book and go through it Look at the table of contents. Find some of the hymns that you already are aware of so that you know that, well, this can't be all bad. And, and then, and go through it. 
reading hymns because all of the that's why they're hymns. That's why they're in the book because they speak of the Lord Jesus Christ. They speak of God. They speak of his love. They speak of his power. They speak of his majesty and the wonderful gift that he gave us in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So using a hymn book, you can use the Psalms. And I'm going to read a couple of Psalms to you uh, that prepare you for that opportunity that you're going to have to pray with, to, to talk to God. And these are adoration prayers. These are, these are remembering who he is. So I'm going to start with Psalm 93. Uh, and I've got several of them circled. And by the way, all of these mess, uh, verses that I'm mentioning today are actually on a flyer. And that's up here. Uh, that I've put on the information table while you were singing with Shirley a few minutes ago. So, and there, they, I did that on purpose because I don't want you fooling with them while I'm talking. It makes sense, doesn't it? Psalm 93. Okay, listen to this. The Lord reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength. Wherewith he has girded himself. The world also is established and it can't be moved. Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Yea, that the mighty waves of the sea. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house. That talks of the power, doesn't it? The power of God. Who are we talking about? We're talking about God. We're talking about the God that said, In the beginning God said, Let there be. And there was. In John chapter 1 verse 1, every, everything that was made was made by him. Everything. Pay attention to the word everything. Everything was made by him. You go back to Genesis chapter 2 and you go through creation. And you go through special creation. That's you and me. That's Adam and Eve. And God created man in his own image. Human beings. And the beautiful thing about the special creation that I love is that it says that as he created Adam out of the dust of the earth, he actually reached down and he actually breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of Adam. Close your eyes for a moment and think about God giving you artificial, uh, I wanted to say respiratory, no, no, no. Respiration, that's the word. Artificial respiration. God actually covering your mouth, probably a good thing to do, and blowing the breath of life into your nostrils and let there be life in this lump of clay. That's God. That's the God that we're talking about. His love, his power, his majesty. Psalm 95. I'll just read one more and then we'll go on. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Now, what does the rock of salvation mean? Rock of salvation. Rock is a foundational item. It's something that's sturdy. It's something that you think in terms of of being everlasting. Now, we know that rocks crumble and break and so on. But but that's the idea. When we think of a rock, a rock is, is that hard stuff. We can stand on that. Although there's cracks in my cement, I've got 
I have a cement foundation in my house. Uh, and the house is built upon that because the builders feel that the house won't fall down because it's on that foundation. Rock of salvation. Rock of salvation. Everlasting. We use those words so flippantly as human beings, as in the physical sense, and we don't think in terms of what the word really means. Everlasting. There's that the, the battery that's ever ready. But guess what? You have to replace the stupid things because they finally wear out. So the ever is a lie, isn't it? It's an advertising gimmick. It's, it's a trademark. Everlasting life. That's not a trademark. That's not a gimmick. It doesn't burn out and you have to go to the hardware store and buy another one. Everlasting life. That's our God. Praise the Lord, all ye nations. Extol him, all ye peoples. A is for adoration. And if you break down the Lord's Prayer, you find that the Lord's Prayer... Some people call it the disciples' prayer. Some people call it Jesus' prayer. That one, the Matthew one. Okay, you ready for this? Our Father, that one. That's the one we're talking about. Is broken down in that way because the first phrase is about adoration. An acrostic for prayer. And you'll love this, and it's in the flyer that I've, that I've provided for you. An acrostic for prayer. P stands for petition. Petition. He, Daniel, still prays three times a day, uh, Daniel 6.13. The R is for reverence. Worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. PR, next word, A, adoration. My lips will glorify you. And isn't that what we've been doing these last few minutes? And then the Y, P-R-A-Y, is for yearning. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. I hunger and thirst after your word, O Lord. If your word is a lamp unto my feet, I hunger for that light. I hunger for it as I hunger for breakfast. I skipped breakfast this morning and I'm hungry. How often, when's the last time you forgot that daily bread was right here in your hand? That's what that little uh, booklet for devotions is about. And that's another way to get you into the proper prayer mood is to use a devotion. Be it daily bread or be it Spurgeon's daily walk with him. Doesn't make any difference which one it is. But use it daily. I went to the fair here in Indio several years ago and they were selling those big, huge family Bibles. And long ago enough, it was only forty nine ninety five. That's a pretty good deal. And there was a sign that says, and I have I have a magic cure for keeping dust off of this Bible. And you, what is it? What is it? Open and read it every day. There it is. There's the magic. Open and read it every day. How dusty is your Bible? That's a, you answered, nobody raised hands. I'm not going to... Uh, uh, poll the audience. E is for expectation. Expectation. Because when I pray to God, I know that God is listening. I know when he's listening that he, quote, hears me and he's going to answer me. He's going to provide for me. We pray for Mark uh, Rollins today. We are praying for what? We're not 
we're not praying for his financial situation to be settled and, and all of the court junk he's going to have to go through to be taken care of. No, we're, we're praying that he's able to make it through these next days, weeks, and even months of the loss of his mother, who he was so very, very close to. That's what we pray for. And when Mark is willing to turn his eyes to Jesus, and he is, he does, uh, that prayer is definitely answered. I can speak from experience in that regard. I lost my mother. Shirley lost her mother. Uh, many of you, maybe most of you, have lost your mother, father, and so on. And so we've all been we've all been down that road or a road similar to it. Expectations. And then the last R is for requests. Present your request to God. Philippians chapter six. Present your request to God. This acrostic for prayer is in the notes that you can pick up on the information table as you leave today. A C is for confession. C is for confession. Confessing sin to God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as earth as it is in heaven. There's the adoration. Forgive us. Now what are we doing? We're confessing. Forgive us. Confessing sin. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. For if we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us. Uh, King James says, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John 1, well, actually 8 and 9. And there it is. What does confess mean? Yeah, I did it. And I'm going to do it again tomorrow. No, 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 no. No, confession, real, true confession, is not only agreeing that you've done it. Yes, I did it. And I'm going to do everything that's in my power and with your and with your added power, God, I'm not ever going to do it again. I'm turning away from that. I'm no longer going to be a slave to whatever that sin is or was. That's confession. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. In your bulletin every week, or at least the reference to the verse. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. What does that mean? Turn from their wicked ways. That's confession, isn't it? That's confession. Then I will hear from heaven, God says, and I will forgive their sin, and that comes first. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. There it is. There it is, Second Chronicles 714. That should be a memory verse, and I don't care what version you read it in. Uh, King James is best, of course, but there you go. Confession. I knew I blew it yesterday. Man, did I have a harsh word with my neighbor, whatever it might have been. Uh, and now I've got to go to him in love and say, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. It's a good thing God loves you, but I don't. You know, that kind of thing. How many of us feel that way? You know, It's terrible. Confession. C is for confession. Confessing. Confess your sins before you pray for others. Get yourself right with God. Remind Him that you know who you are. 
And then T is for Thanksgiving. Kind of almost bounces back to uh, adoration because what are we doing? We're going to give thanks in all thir- circumstances. First Thessalonians. Give thanks to the Lord. Remember the wonders that he has done for us. Psalm 104. Thank God for his forgiveness. Psalm 103. Listen to this. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Now, when does that happen? He heals all your diseases, and that's all tied into the word everlasting life. When you leave here, when you burn yourself up, cremation, or get yourself buried, or get yourself embalmed and then buried, or however it happens, you are completely cleansed. You are absolutely completely free of, of sin, number one, and because you don't no longer have the uh, original sin nature, but your the cancer that you had or the glaucoma that you had in your eyes or or whatever it might be is gone. You are perfect in the sight of the Lord. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his, God's love for those who fear him. Fear actually translates to love. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Isn't now that's a song. Now I'm doing what? I'm going back to the hymns again, aren't I? Why and when are we to give thanks? Why and when? As we approach Him, let us come before Him with thanksgiving for the gift of Jesus. Thanks be to God for His incredible gift, because God is good. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, Psalm 136. For deliverance from sin's grip. Romans chapter 7. I see the law of sin at work within my members. Think about yourself. What a wretched man or woman I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Wages of sin is death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now there's a thanksgiving prayer. There's thanksgiving. All of God's good gifts. For everything God created is good. Nothing is to be rejected if it's to be received with thanksgiving. Because it is con- uh, consecrated by the word of God in prayer. There's times and I'm sure you've done this too there's times when I kind of gee I wish I did I wish I had done this back then I wish 50 years ago and I can wish back that far uh, because I'm yeah I'm well past 50 uh, if I'd have done this 50 years ago then I could have done I would have done it and this and this had changed and this had changed and this had changed and I never would have met her now uh, that's She's the best thing that's ever happened in my physical life, period. Uh, and then we had four children, and then now I'm wondering about that some days. Anyway, you got the idea. I'm being a little flippant here. But you, you go back and you change things. All of the things that happened to me 50 years ago, 60 years ago, do I have to go back? And, I can go back further than that. 70 years, never mind. Uh, put it this way, Jewel and I are two weeks apart in our birth dates, period. 
So if you figure out when Jewel was born, then you'll know it's coming. I'm pushing that next decade. Oh, well. The defeat of death and sin, 1 Corinthians. Be thanks to the God. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks continually. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of prayer. Interesting note in Scripture. Only one of the ten that had leprosy said thanks. Jesus healed ten lepers, Luke chapter 17, uh, verses 11 through 19. But only one went back to Jesus to thank him. Only one. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice, threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. He was a bum. Well, we can call him any number of things. Not necessarily bum in the, the, he was, he was like in the Old Testament, he was like a Moabite. He was an untouchable. He was the, that was the town that you walked around. And by the way, the woman at the well, John chapter four, was a Samaritan as well. Goodness. And he saved her from her sins. That means that he'll save any of us from our sins. Even if you're a Moabite. Even if you're a Samaritan. Even if you're a you. Even if you're a me. What a wonderful thing. And S is for supplication. Supplication. This is the time to make specific requests in prayer, both for others and for yourself. And we've already made a supplication prayer for Mark this morning. Uh, we've asked, that's why we print the prayers on the back of the bulletin. And the back of the bulletins is full of supplication. Full of supplication. Pray for the church. Pray for, for me because I'm part of the church. Pray for, uh, Mark or we have Jewel in there. Uh, pray for Lindy and her, her brother that's, that's having a problem, et cetera. And you can read those for yourself and pray for them. Supplication. Pray for the sick. Pray for rulers. Now that's tough because we're all partisan. And I'm going to be very careful here. Well, I'll try to be. Pray for our rulers. That means praying for the president that is the president today. Pray for the president that was the president three years ago. Pray for the president that was the president 11 years ago. See how I'm doing that without names? Ooh. Oh, 11, and then he was there for eight years. Anyway, pray for them all. Okay? Pray for your... Uh, pray for your congressman. Or congressperson. Happens to... Our mind happens to be a man. Pray for your rulers. Because Why? Because the rulers are given by God. Rulers are there. The rulers are there. Go back to the book of Judges and find out what happens when there's no rulers. Every man did that which is right in his own sight. Give me a break. Pray for more Christian workers. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son. We don't have to go any further than that. Go back and look at the word world. And we're not talking about the dirt that we stand on. We're talking about the five or six billion or however many of us there are now. He loved all of us. All of the descendants of Adam and Eve, he loves equally. As much as he loves you, he loves them out there that are playing golf instead of coming to church. And play in the swimming pool doing their laps instead of coming to church, etc., etc. He loves Hitler. He loves Stalin. He lo- it, it, it goes on and on and on. He loves the world. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, and I've said this before, so some of you are going, oh, here we go with his personal testimony again. Somebody sat across from me at a Bible study many years ago, pointed his finger at me and said, I now understand whosoever, because if he, meaning me, if he can be saved, no problem for anybody else. And my first thought was, I didn't think I was that bad a guy. Oh, well, that's how other, that's how he saw me. And we were in Vietnam together, this fellow and I. Okay, pray for yourself. You need prayer. You definitely need prayer. I need prayer. Not just because I'm your pastor, but because I'm one of those persons for God so loved the world. I'm one of those people. I need prayer. I need prayer. Most desperately, I need prayer. Pray for me. Pray for yourself. Go through your day in prayer, asking for God's special help. Let me borrow the bullets. I don't know where mine is. <clears throat> and we're helping you. The, what I love about this church is I haven't counted you yet. I've got all your names written down, but I haven't counted you. Okay. Is I know, all, with the exception of the folks who just came in today, I know every single one of you, and I know something about you, and I pray for you every day. By name. I don't go and say, oh, well, pray for the congregation. Okay, I've done that. And now I get on to doing something else. I pray for you. I pray for Ruth every day, and we don't see her every day. Somebody asked me about, well, who comes and who doesn't come. I pray for them. I'm praying for Lindy today, and she's not here. I pray for Mary Dean today, and Mary Dean isn't here anymore. She moved. She ain't coming back. And I pray for Mary Dean every day. And she, by the way, sends her greetings to you, those of you that remember Mary. Uh, I have the opportunity of doing that because of the size of the group. Now, if I was doing mega church, I'd have to have what? I'd have to have about 100 prayer pastors doing that. And I'd be praying for them to pray for you. No intermediaries. I pray for you every day. You're on my list. You're on my list. And even if I never see you again, and I'm talking to the three people that came in today, I'm praying for you every day. You're on my list. I don't want to be careful when I say it. Forever. Until my lips are sealed. It's all done. Go through your day in prayer. And we give you, thank you, we give you this to help you. Because you don't know everybody like I do. 
But there's something here. It says pray for our church, for growth and finances. If we had to fill these chairs every Sunday, they'd have to give me the ballroom. Of course, I'd have to pay a higher rent. That's the way HOAs are, but that's all right. And so, therefore, uh, finances. So we probably have the rent to pay. There we go. Pray for them as a minister. That's Shirley and I. At Shadow Hills, pray for my brothers-in-law. I got problems there. Barbara Schultz, friend of the Hubblers. Pray for Mike and Jan, who used to be co-pastor with me. Rosie and Man- Rosie and Joe Manley that are uh, away, and they're, in, they're on the road. Even today, they're going to be driving from Wyoming. Wyoming. Thank you. I knew it was up there somewhere, but didn't remember which one. And so we want to be praying for them on the road. Earl and Marianne McDaniel. Look at that one, if you got your bulletin. Uh, Talina, Talina is a drug-addicted toddler. Please pray for the foster parents as they take care of this little one. Actually, she's she is the, I think, the fourth or maybe the fifth child to the same mother. And the mother is drug-addicted and gave drug addiction to every single one of her offspring. And the foster parents have all of those children. And so they've gone through that that terrible uh, situation of getting those beautiful children off of drugs and, and over whatever physical uh, complications those drugs have caused. So that's what that's about. There's one that you should be praying for for sure, right? Jewel Rollins, we talked about them already. Lorna and Dave Willard that live in Washington. And those are some of those people that show up every once in a while, uh, and they're but they are part of our group. Uh, Lindy Baker, I mentioned her already, and so anyway, there's a list of people, our people, what I consider our congregation, the people that we love, people that we fellowship with, that we can be praying for. We should be praying for. We need to pray for one another. If someone shares with you, and I'll I'll just throw it out. Uh, Ruth Woods, right up here in front. Ruth Woods needs to be prayed for. I'm not going to tell you why, but she needs prayer. She's got something going on in her family that you probably don't know unless she's told you. And she's pretty open about it, so maybe she has. But she needs your prayer. She needs your prayer. She's got something going on that really needs God's intervention. We probably all do. We probably all do. Not just those that are written here. Because here we are. Do you have something that really needs help? Do you have something that you really need prayer for? I pray for you. If I don't know what it is, I do know something about you so that I I pray on that. That's what I pray on. I pray on what I know. If you want us to pray for you in a specific way, then uh, fill out this. Here it is. Right here. Prayer requests. They automatically make it to the back of the bulletin. Unless down at the bottom you say, oh, no, no. Personal. Only you get to pray for this. Meaning me. And my staff. And my staff. See, the, the, the front row is, is reserved for the staff. <laughs> Got it? And the staff is 100% present today. Okay. Anyway, so what are we talking about? We're talking about prayer. 
We're talking about prayer of adoration. We're talking about prayer of confession. We're talking about prayer of thanksgiving. We're talking about prayer of supplication. Supplication is reaching out for others. And you know what reaching out for others is all about? We need to be praying for the strength in ourselves to have the guts, to have the plain, nasty old guts to reach out and say, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And I know what the plan is, and I would love to share it with you. That's called, there's a nasty word coming, witnessing, evangelizing. Ooh, that's more letters, bigger word, right? Sounds theological, right? That's okay. When's the last time you were theological with somebody? Every day. I know what the purpose in life is. Oh, wait a minute. It's even in the bulletin. And if you've got your bulletin, you can look. It's printed there every week. I wonder if we should do it every week because you don't even look at it anymore. (sighs) Mission statement. Mountain View Church exists to exalt Christ, grow together in love and faithfulness, and proclaim His, God's grace, to our community and world. That's what we're about. Have you been proclamating lately? Have you been proclaiming lately? Engage all people. That's the statement of faith, vision. With good news of the new covenant. What's the new covenant? Not really new anymore. The new covenant Better than the Old Covenant, which is the Old Testament. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. God so loved the world, he gave his son. That's the New Covenant. And there's verses to bring it up. And then the motto. I love mottos. Those are those memorized things that, you know, a scout is thrifty and helpful and kind and reverent. Reverent. I have to wonder about that in today's economy. Anyway, motto, engage all people with Jesus. And you know, you are specially qualified to touch certain peoples in this world. The ones that are closest to you. The ones that will respond to you. Family, of course. Friends. that Your favorite checker at Stater Brothers. You know. I always get in her line because she smiles the nicest. Or, you know, whatever it might be. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And as we pray, as we pray together, as we thank Him for who He is and what He has done, we pray for ourselves and we pray for others as we reach out and touch the world For his love. In his love. And all of God's people said, you betcha. That's loose translation for amen. Let's pray. Gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you this day for who you are, for your power, for your love, for the fact that you sent your Son as proof of that love. We thank you for uh, the power that you are, the the things that you've done. We thank you for the for the forgiveness that you've provided us, completely lost without you, lost in our sins. Death is the answer. No, 
not death, but everlasting life is the answer because I am in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now touch me in a way. Help your Holy Spirit to regenerate my life as I reach out and maybe even live up to the motto, engage all people with you. And we thank you now and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's stand. Next week is our Independence uh, Day message along with prayer. So you won't want to miss that.